You're listening to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. Danny and Jason had many discussions and debates on the back porch while making pivotal investment moves with assets. That's right, with trading cards. They welcome you to the back porch and right into those discussions about current sports news with a fresh and unique twist. So come on and join us. Welcome to the Back Porch Talk Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason. This is your co-host, Danny. And look here, fans. We have a very raw show uh, today. And this is based upon the NBA reaction or our NBA reaction to free agency, to the draft, to this anything regarding NBA for this week. Uh, as a whole lot has gone down. First thing that really has gone down was really the opening up of the NBA offseason. Our Milwaukee Bucks uh, went ahead and traded for Drew Holiday, traded with the New Orleans Pelicans, uh, and we traded away George Hill, Eric Bledsoe, along with three first-round picks and a couple of swap picks. The week didn't end there. Please go back to our previous podcast because we talked about the rumors of different combinations coming to the Milwaukee Bucks. One combination being PJ Tucker and Covington uh, coming to the Bucks. And then another combination out of Sacramento was Bogdan Bogdanovich and Harrison Barnes coming over to the Milwaukee Bucks. Well, one half of one half of that was true. <laughs> And where we actually did trade, apparently a sign and trade deal was in the works with Bogdan Bogdanovich out of Sacramento for DJ Wilson, Ersan Lisova, and Dante DiVincenzo. Sign and trade deal, that package of those three individuals, the salary of those individuals ranged uh, to about the $14 million range, which would uh, really help out the situation and sign a trade deal to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. Everything was it seems to be fine with the trade for Drew Holiday to the Pelicans, but there was some confusion in terms of the three first rounders. That's that's known, but the swap picks is where the confusion lies. And so, Danny, do you have any thoughts on, on about the swap picks there? Yes. Yeah, so, Jason, I was reading today uh, the Bucks were giving up three first round picks, future picks, and two other years. The Pelicans can swap the first round pick with the Bucks. So I think it's like 2026 and 2028. A lot was invested in Drew Holiday. I like the move. The only thing I had reservations on for the Bucks was giving up George Hill because of bench depth and his experience. So I'm hoping New Orleans buys him out and he can return to Milwaukee to help them out at a discount. I'm not sure if that'll happen, but. A lot was invested for Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday made sense for the Bucs. He's a better shooter than Bledsoe, better defender, in my opinion. He has playoff experience. He's performed in the playoffs in the Western Conference in big moments. So that shouldn't hold him back. We'll see about the Bucs bench with this whole Kings sign and trade issue that's currently <laughs> going on right now with Bogdan Bogdanovich because in that trade, they're giving up, like you mentioned, DJ Wilson, DiVincenzo, and Urson. But now if that's nixed, they get Dante back and they get DJ Wilson back. And then they waived 
Ursan earlier today. Going back to that holiday trade, I'm not, I think I, I like the move. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm worried. Well, I know I'm not worried as worried about the future first round draft picks because, in my opinion, you can always buy yourself back into the first round. The Warriors have done it many times over where they have been at what the 30th pick, last pick, 29th pick, and they've traded away their first round pick. And then in the next year, they basically pay cash to a team to jump back into that first round. So I'm not really worried about these first round picks because the Bucks should theoretically, if we keep Giannis, the Bucks should theoretically be at the 28, 29, 30 range anyway for a draft pick. So uh, I'm not concerned with the draft picks. The swaps I, I was confused on. That's interesting. But here again, if we're swapping with the New Orleans Pelicans who should theoretically be in the playoffs anyway, or close or competing for the playoffs in the Western Conference, uh, I think, you know, they're going to have a pretty high pick anyway. So swapping it, I'm not, again, as mm-hmm. uh, concerned there. So and at this juncture, I think the Bucks are really putting th- the chips in the middle of the table to really go ahead and keep Giannis. Look here, man, this Bogdan Bogdanovich thing, though, I'm trying to figure out, Danny. First, I was like, okay, this trade makes sense. It makes sense. If fans listen to our previous podcast, Oh, you know, we indicated, man, this would be very intriguing because with Bogdan Bogdanovich, you can really pick and roll and pick and pop with any member in the starting five mm-hmm. uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, if you play that two man game, pick and roll, pick and pop with Drew Holiday, that's lethal. If you do it with with Middleton and Bogdanovich, that could be lethal. It could be lethal even with Giannis, even with Brooke. This really diversifies having Bogdanovich diversifies our offense. You don't necessarily always have to focus in on shooting a, a three pointer. Yep. You can do some, you can run some action. You can actually have a half court offense, which we lacked in this Coach Bud's offense. So, especially in the playoffs. So, having Bogdanovich really does wonders for us. And so, when this trade, sign a trade deal, when it was announced, I was like, this is okay. Well, this is what we need. And that ha- that was announced after the Drew Holiday. I was like, okay, now we are in contention. The very next morning, folks was like asking the question, do the Milwaukee Bucks have the best starting five in the league? To have that conversation come up, that speaks wonders. That speaks volumes. That translates into money. That translates into whenever we do get fans back into the arena, that translates into even more money. That translates into going deep into the playoff. And that translates into possibly keeping Giannis, signing Giannis to that Supermax deal. Things started falling apart. Now it was like, okay, well, Bogdan Bogdanovich, he, he did not want to come or, or he didn't want to sign the sign and trade deal. So the framework was there. He didn't want to sign it. It wasn't presented to him. What? <laughs> so you want to stay in Sacramento where they're, they, they have a new GM. First of all, they have a new GM. They have new executives in that front office. They are trading away pieces. Folks are are unhappy. Buddy Hill being one of those people, players uh, who are, who's very unhappy. On top of that, they basically just drafted basically your, your replacement. So you want to stay in Sacramento, Bogdanovich? Here's, and, and then everything starts to kind of go from there. Today, like you said, Danny, the Bucks went ahead and waved Ursan, at least over. 
That's seven million dollars potentially off off the books. Uh, that provides a little flexibility. But here's the question: Who really like messed this up? And so I was like, okay, well, who actually leaked this? So I, I've been honestly on social media trying to figure it out, trying to find some answers, trying to figure out: okay, is this Bogdanovich deal dead? Yeah, it's still a possibility because at this juncture, when it was kind of like in question or in jeopardy. All of the other free agents, I can't even say free agents, but a lot of trades were actually being made of some great quality players. One thing that came to mind, and I saw this on online, and this is a very good statement, and I, I think it's really worth us talking about. And that statement on social media was this. The only party that announced a Bucks-Kings deal for Bogdan was Woj. Not the Bucks, not the Kings, not Bogdan or his agent. Woes is the person who should be reprimanded for leaking a potential deal before the free agency period opened. And this is on social media. And Whoa. this is uh, this is from a from a person I don't know. Um, I will say it, it is on social media. I started thinking. I was like, that's actually a very good point because I'm like I'm I was like I'm pretty certain the Bucks didn't leak this, and I'm pretty certain the Sacramento didn't leak this. Like, what advantages would have been gained for either party to really leak it? Now, did tampering happen? Yes. But a, a whole lot of tampering happens during this time by all NBA teams. Yep. Let's just be real. There's some negotiations happening behind the scenes before the, the period opens up. It's just that this particular deal got it got announced. But Woj got it from somewhere. So somebody, some source gave it to him. That's true. That's so true. From his standpoint, he's just the liaison going from one source to the to the media with the deal. So somebody dropped the ball. And that to your point, once this investigation happens, because the NBA is now investigating this whole scenario, mm -hmm. I think you'll get your answer soon soon on what's going on and how this all was a debacle. So let, let me ask you this, Danny. At this juncture, do you continue to pursue Bogdan Bogdanovich? Apparently, he did speak with Giannis. He wants to play with Giannis. He wants to play with the Milwaukee Bucks. So he actually wants to come to Milwaukee. He's just, he and his agents are saying they're going to entertain these offers come tomorrow, as which they is should. Friday, as they should, because that's the period when free agency officially opens up. So they're just kind of playing. The rules they try to play like we didn't leak this you know they're and they're doing honestly the, the right thing so they yeah. want to get in trouble we're just doing the right thing yeah wherever this came from that's where it came from it didn't come from us so the question is do we continue to pursue bogdanovich the, it's a catch-22 in a way because i think it'd be a good fit for the bucks but the kings will get so much time to match an offer sheet right so it's what, 72 hours, 48 hours after teams have put in their bids for him because he's restricted. Does then that impact Milwaukee going for other free agents, unrestricted free agents? I don't know. I think he might have to cut ties with the whole ordeal. I think it would be a great fit. I think the money he would be probably commanding, like the 12 to $16 million range. Yep, yep. That's doable. That That's definitely doable. Definitely think he would fit with them. But since he's restricted and now – I don't know what teams are going to do. Is it going to be a flood of offers now for him? Which will I kind of so. 
that'll put the Bucks in a bad position, like I said, because then the Kings have the opportunity to match. And wouldn't that be Milwaukee's luck that the Kings would match the offer sheet? So then you miss out on a, a group of free agents up front that you can just go for, fill your bench, get fill some needs, and then call mm-hmm. it a day. I believe this Bogdanovich thing is still there because his current contract right now is around the eight point five million dollar range. Free agent, obviously, I think he can command around the. Thir- I agree with you, twelve to sixteen million dollar per season range, which I think we still can do. I believe that since this thing is so jacked up, yeah. I think to some degree Sacramento kind of owes us. I would say so, depending on what comes out of this. I, I think they owe us, owe us to some degree. I think the GMs kind of have like a wink-wink yep. type thing behind the scenes here in where, okay, they're going to do this on Friday. There may be a couple of teams that has an offer sheet or whatever. Okay, but... We're not going to match it. We'll tell. We'll let you know how much this offer sheet is. We'll we'll go from there. I don't think there's going to be a team that will go beyond the sixteen million dollar range. Not in this current environment. Not with COVID and teams losing money. No, I think we still can get him outright, and I think that's one of the reasons why we decided this to go ahead and waive Urson, primarily because, okay, that this would be seven million dollars. That could be freed up, yep. and we don't want to guarantee his contract or Ursan's contract next year. Um, so I think tomorrow was the deadline. So let's go ahead and cut ties with Ursan. If something doesn't happens where we don't get Bogdan, that waiving of Ursan and that seven million dollars still kind of provides us some room, some freedom to go out and possibly get somebody else in free agency. Exactly. So I, I think the waiving of Ilyasova was the right thing to do. One from a business standpoint, but also just from a, a respect standpoint for uh, Silva too, as a vet. So, I, and this is why I believe we still can get Bogdan Bogdanovich because I think we can just go ahead and get him outright. And if we get him outright, we keep DJ Wilson and D- DiVincenzo on the bench. Yep. Helps with your bench depth. It, exactly. So I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. After all this stuff that went, went down, it still be okay. <laughs> With, with how when you know at the end of the day. Now here's a question: Giannis is looking at this, and he's looking at this debacle that happened with Sacramento. If you're Giannis and you're looking at this, what would you do? Would you resign, knowing that all this junk went down? I, or I would... think I think it doesn't matter. I think it matters what that final roster looks like. Mm-hmm. So all this noise, I'll call it noise right now. That's going on with their roster. Once they get to a point where free agency is done, training camp starting, he can sit there and say, all right, here's what we're working with. Here's what I'm working with. Do I like this? Yes or no. He has to give them some type of approval for them going out to get Drew Holiday. Yeah. Because they're trying to improve the team. Mm-hmm. And then with him trying to get Bogdanovich, that helps as well. So he has to see that and see also in this current environment, the amount of money he was signed for. I think it leads to him signing with them, signing back with them. Unless there's something else, because a lot of people are in his ear now, and all these rumors and things, but he doesn't seem like that type of guy. So I'm thinking his main thing will be, let me see what this final roster looks like. Who mm-hmm. am I going to battle with in this upcoming season? And go from there. Mm-hmm. So all that being said, that's what I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I-
this has been an interesting week, man. Interesting week. And how about the devastating news right before the draft, the devastating news about Clay Thompson of the Golden State Warriors actually going down while he's just playing some ball with Christian Wood, from what I'm hearing, um, and a couple other folks. And come to find out after the MRI results came back, it, it is a torn uh, right Achilles. So Clay Thompson is out for the season yet again. Last year was the left ACL. Uh, as you all remember, he tore his left ACL in the finals against the Toronto Raptors and mm-hmm. started to go back into the locker room, came back, shot a couple of free throws. Crowd went nuts, came, he came out, shot a couple of free throws, and then went back and was discovered that was a torn left ACL. So, man, when I heard that, I was actually really looking forward to seeing what Golden State looks like, especially with uh, Wiseman, James Wiseman now being uh, drafted by the Golden State Warriors at the number two pick. And I was just so looking forward to how that would really materialize in jail. I mean, yes. you, you, had, you would have had Clay, Steph, Draymond back. Wiggins. Wiggins. And then Wiseman. And I'm like, man, you know what? That is legit lineup. Rumor is that Golden State is actually going to use their exception that 17 plus million dollar exception that they have, they're going to use that on Kelly Oubre, a trade to get Kelly Oubre. I look at that. I actually really like Kelly Oubre, man. I, I really like his game. He's really come on these last couple of years, especially last year with Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He was on my fantasy team. He put up numbers, man. So no, I think mm-hmm. he'd be a nice piece. He's definitely not clay. And that's the, like to you, to your point, Jason, mm-hmm. missing Clay this year, I was looking forward to seeing Golden State battle with the top guns in the yeah. West and how this would all shake out since they weren't a part of the bubble. They had a rough season last year with Clay being out with the ACL. Steph Curry had some injuries. So it would be nice to see them rested for one because mm-hmm. they played five straight championships, see what they look like and how they're going to bring it to the West. Mm-hmm. So Man, speedy recovery to Clay. Very unfortunate. And I was curious how Golden State was going to play this last night, too, because it happened before the draft occurred. Mm-hmm. And if they are going to pivot to one of the guards, which they didn't do, they stuck to their guns with Wiseman. Because I didn't know if they were going to try to move up to get the number one spot and try to get Edwards or consider like a LaMelo ball and right. do some shifting on their lineup. But that that was unfortunate. So, yeah. Yeah, speedy recovery to Clay, man. You know, um, I think they made the right move, though, in picking Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they didn't make did. a rash decision, and yeah, they have plans there. So yep. Yep. a couple other things, Jason, I wanted to hit mm-hmm. on with you mm-hmm. since this week has been a little wild. One, the Philadelphia 76ers. <sighs> well, I was going to bring that up, man. Sneaky moves. Hey, look here. <sighs> they have outside shooting. Yes. With with Seth Curry. They have Danny outside Green. shooting. And Danny Green. And Danny Green. And they the traded floor. Al Horford's tr- contract. That's the big thing, too. Oklahoma City took that contract on, man. They didn't re- total rebuild mode. And I could probably see them maybe buying him. I don't know. Doing something, you know, mm-hmm. with them. But, man, they got rid of that. 76ers got rid of that contract. This is going to be very dangerous, man. I'll I put it like this. The 76ers are now back in the the arms race. The Bucks are going to have to really do something here. They did it with Drew, 
Mm-hmm. We 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 definitely need to have this Bogdan Bogdanovich thing go through. Other free agents that I liked and what we talked about before, past podcast, Jeremy Grant. We got to be willing to put the money up. But man, the 76ers and what they did has been awesome. And this that's what they were missing last year after they got rid of JJ Redick. They yep. let JJ Redick go to the Pelicans. They were a terrible all-size shooting team. Yep. So now you pick up two lethal three-point shooters. Space the, space the floor. Yes. You have Simmons doing what Simmons does. I mean, and hit me to say this, man. Ben Simmons haven't been able to shoot an outside jump shot since he got into the league. Didn't do it when he was at LSU. He's been in the league now. He he missed out on that first year, quote unquote, red shirt year, mm-hmm. rookie year. So he's been in the league for how long? About four or five years, man. And he got re-up extended on that max deal he decides not to shoot an outside yes. shot but he doesn't shoot it in, and does in the this, actual game and does this change now that doc rivers is in the fold because brett brown you just don't know if there was a respect factor where it was like all right I, I, he kind of let everyone kind of run the ship so to speak with Embiid mm-hmm. and ben simmons does that change now with doc being in that leadership role with doc being there i'm curious how ben simmons game changes in this upcoming season. And that's why some of the rumors around Harden, even though Harden was talking about the Nets, they were talking about him going, if he went to Philadelphia, playing with Ben Simmons, that would be a perfect fit because Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot the ball. I'm curious how Ben Simmons' game looks this year. Not they didn't have a long, They're not going to have a long offseason, obviously, but how does that change his game? And is Philadelphia done? Because Daryl Morey's been, on, he's been hot right now with all these moves. Hot. He's been hot, but you know what? I, I, to answer that question, I don't think it's going to change Ben Simmons' game at all. I'm going to tell you why. Because you got you now have Seth Curry and Danny Green to mm-hmm. shoot for you. Mm-hmm. You can go back to the mode of when J.J. Redick was there, and they did have outside shooting the year before. Yep. So I don't think it changes Ben Simmons' game one, one iota. So, yeah. So, Jason, the Sixers should be interesting, so we have to keep an eye on them. Yep. In the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. CP3 to the Suns. This started it all off earlier this week. This started all off. <laughs> when the trade moratorium was lifted, this was first trade off the block. The second one I'll get to with the Lakers. But CP3 to the Suns, Jason, what's your reaction to that? Look here, man. I saw that trade, and I was like, well, he, he's off the list for the Bucks." And then later, <laughs> come to find out, Bucks never talked to him. And we didn't know... Obviously, the Drew Holiday thing was in the works. That was my initial thoughts. I was like, man, who are we going to get now? Because we needed some guard help other than Eric Bledsoe. That was my initial thought. Second thought was, man, Phoenix is going to be real nice. Mm -hmm. Phoenix Suns, they have a very nice squad. Now, where they fit in the whole Western Conference scheme of things, are they – that number five seed, that number six, seven, eight seed, uh, things gonna be different too this year. With uh, again, they're they're looking. The NBA is looking to have that play-in tournament. They're competing in the West. They have a nice young squad who's hungry, and it yes. was shown of their hunger in the bubble when they went eight and zero. The Suns, the young Suns, got a taste of that, and they have a, a coach who CP3 respects because. They actually have a relationship back in their New Orleans days. I think this was a great trade by uh, Phoenix Suns, and big shout out to 
the GM, uh, James Jones, who, who just left the playing court <laughs> uh, not too long ago. Uh, he won a championship with LeBron not too long ago. But, man, I thought this was a great move. Thought this was a great move by the Suns, so I'm I'm really interested and intrigued to really see them play. I'm hoping that they're actually on TV a little bit more frequently, so we can see them. Yep, I think too. They it's going to be interesting understanding once we do our we'll do our preview show in the upcoming weeks. But taking a quick glance at it now, the Warriors because I'm thinking you know they're the top four. I think they may slide a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Depending on what they do, right? So if they get Ubre and they may bring in somebody else, that may impact where they go. But you got the Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Nuggets, mm-hmm. Utah, Portland, who had a sneaky trade getting Robert Covington. That's the team I think is going to be dangerous as of right now. We'll get into seeding wise, but if they stay as they are, because they've had a lot of injury issues, because Nurkic yeah. has been yeah. out. Now you bring in. A younger player for Ariza in Covington helps their defense. He can shoot. He's a great role player for them. Utah, Dallas, Phoenix now with CP3. It's going to be quite interesting for sure. New Orleans. Memphis. I'm going to tell you, I I think, honestly, I think Dallas has slipped. Dallas has slipped, not because of the Porzingis injury. Let's just say Porzingis was healthy. I think they slipped because they got rid of Seth Curry. I think they have I think they have significantly slipped down, quite honestly. So I'm not as concerned with Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really not. I don't know why Dallas decided to even do that. As many injuries as they had last year, and he stepped in. Man, he's balling. I, I don't understand that. Man, listen, I, I think Dallas made a big mistake there by letting letting him go. And then the Lakers made a move by picking up Dennis Schroeder from the Oklahoma City Thunder. <sighs> For a first round pick in Danny Green. And when I saw that, I was like, that's all they gave up for him? Hey, man, that was a good move. I was floored with that. And I was like, I get it. Danny Green was getting a little bit longer the two. So I thought that was a great move, actually. Yep. So I'm curious now what their next move is as far as filling out the bench. Because they were rumored to go after DeRozan. But I think that goes out the window now because Danny Green's contract is no longer there. Dennis Schroeder is definitely someone. He's a younger player. Sixth man of the year candidate last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Average, what, 19 a game? So definitely a good move for them. And I'm very curious now with these teams filling out the roster starting tomorrow, how this all plays out. It's going to be very interesting. Other thing, too, I mean, to add to the theory tomorrow, the New York Knicks went ahead and dumped a a lot of salaries and waived a lot of players. You have a lot of players from them. I mean, this is going to be very, very interesting come tomorrow. Thank you for joining us at Backports Talk Podcast. You can also join us on Twitter by tweeting us at back underscore podcast. For more information, you can go to our website, which is backporchtalkpodcast.com. You can also email us at backporchtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Again, thank you for joining us. And remember that there's enough hate in the world. So go ahead and spread a little love.